Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Du, lytte til en podcast fra Third Air. I knew that I had to stop. Dort det mörk, orkar inte krangla med med Tayeb. Tayeb, en av gärningsmännen bak Danmarks största ran och en sinne, står i hagen hennes och grave. Han vill grava ner en del av bytte från Brönnby i hagen hennes. Något som sätter dorte i en enorm risiko. I told him to take a shovel, take the dog, go in the field, dig them down somewhere. And just leave them there and don't tell me about it because I'm too honest. Hur har försökt att få en tåg gemma pengen ett anstead. Men nu förstår att det inte nytta att argumentera med han. Hur har sett det blicke för när han låser sig. När ögonen blir svarta. Because as I said he's a very good person but if you want to do something you have to move out of the way and let him do it you know because he will take whatever he can in the fall with him you know. Jag gave up. I, had, I could do nothing more and just let it happen. Och så står plötsligt dotter där med flera miljoner danska kronor i kontanter nedgravd i hagen sen. Och Tayeb måste sticka. Det må du alltid kunna. Du må alltid vara klar till att kutta bonde med vad som helst på 30 sekunder. Yeah, he he ran away the motherfucker man. Yeah, he ran away. Det var så när som det kan komma det perfekta kuppe. Det största någon gång. Men någon småfel från ranarna i Sia och ett väldigt helligt tips till politiet och fått ett av forskningen ordentligt igång. Och snart kommer politiet att rätta kikert sikte mot Tayeb. So what do you regret in this story? Talking to the police. That's the only thing. Från Third Air Studio, du lyssnar till en mörk historia om Danmarks historiens största ran. Det här är tre avsnitt. Aldrig tysta. Det har bara gått ett par dagar efter kuppen då Tayeb säger att han må förlata landet. Han vill till Frankrike och han vill ha dotters hjälp till att komma sig dit. På nyheterna snackar de om rane kvar dag. miljoner danska kronor är borta. Och politiet jobbar dag och natt med efterforskningar som bara växer och växer. 
Tayeb fortalte dort, at han måtte til Frankrike for å fikse nytt pass. And we had to go to the Algerian embassy in France because he's a French citizen. So we drove there to make his Algerian passport, I thought. Selskapet Dansk Verdihåndtering i Brønnby har blitt utsatt for et spektakulært køp, som er som tatt ut av en film. En hjulaster på 22 ton ble stjålet og brukt som murknuser. Elve søppelbiler ble plassert i en beskyttende sirkel rundt ranet, og blant annet politigarasjen ble sperret. Et komplisert nettverk av telefoner blev brukt til å kommunisere under ranet, og alt ble gjort med nesten militær precision. Politiet har gjort fremskritt i etterforskningen. Et tips har ledet til en container der ranspilen var. Og da de overvåket containeren, lykkes de å arrestere noen personer knyttet til ranet. En danske og fire svensker. Men det er ikke bare det. Politiet har gjort et annet stort og viktig funn. De har nemlig funnet et lite hus på kjelleren. Et småbruk. De antar det stedet ranene drog til etterkuppe. I bilen på vei til Frankrike lytte Dorte til nyheten om politiets funn. Om småbruket på kjelleren. No, on the way down I got this um, message from the news that they found that place in where the, where the robber, robbers had took the money and stuff, you know, after the robbery. Dorte kjenner at stresset begynner å krype under huden på henne. Hvis politiet har funnet skjulestedet, kan det være kjørt. For alle forstår hva det betyr. Der kan det være fingeravtrykk, DNA, bevis. Dorte forsøker å snakke med Tayeb, men Tayeb holder roen. No, I don't remember him stressed out. I just just a little different, but not stressed out. He's a very cool person, you know. I probably I was very stressed out. I I know I was stressed out. Yeah, I felt like um, he was getting very close. He told me he was at that place, you know, where they took the cars and the money and whatever, and he touched the weapons with his fingers. He left some fake ID or passport or something, and he had his toothbrush there. And I was like, Jesus fucking Christ, there's DNA everywhere, you know? He said, like, didn't burn the shit or something. He was like, no. He touched the weapon with his fingers. Når politiet går inn på småbruket på kjelleren, går det rett inn i et stort virvar av spor. Det er skikkelig bevissupper. DNA, hår, fingeravtrykk. Ting som kan knyttes til Tayeb. Og det er ikke bare det. Nå forteller Tayeb noe annet til Dorte. Han forteller at Terane lånte han den skuddsikre vesten hennes. Den nå hadde fått å jobbe i et vekterbyrå. Han hadde trengt en te og tog hennes. Apparently he took that one also and he left it there. So I was like, okay, my DNA is there too, you know? Great, perfect. Nice, thank you. Kanske var det akkurat som Tayeb hade föreställt sig det, då de två skulle bli en dansk Bonnie and Clyde på flykt från ett stort köp med miljoner av kronor i lommor. Bara de två samman och som Mozart själv sagt. Dobbermandaras. Vel fram i Paris sjekker de inn på et hostell. Dagene flyter sammen i Dortes minne. Det preger av uro og angst. Dorte husker det var et delfinskilt inne på herberget. En morgen da hun våkner, er Tayeb borte igjen. 
Dorte bestämmer sig för att köra hela jävla vägen tillbaka till Danmark. En tur hon beskriver som den värste i livet hennes. För djupt inne förstår hon att det här går till helvete. Well, when he told me he touched the weapons, he told me also they were not good at cleaning. So why? Seriously, why? We had like many, many talks about the cleaning is the most important thing. And it's so strange because he's like, basically he's behind you with a vacuum, no matter what you do. This is, and then he cannot clean up the robbery. He can spend like 10 years planning it, but he fuck up with the cleaning part. It was the first time we had an investigation where it became so important to track uh, mobile phones. Her er Bentley Sager Nilsen igen. Han har blivit ansiktet utad för ett av forskningar. Och nu har en ny fas av ett av forskningar startat. De har börjat att se på telefonregistret. Och akkurat här har danskarna en fördel som kollegan i Sverige inte har. En dansk lov från 2006 tillåter teleoperatörer att lagra stora mängder samtaledata. Det är er dessa data när polisen nu ser på. And I remember the the Swedish colleagues when they saw when we went and showed them the diagrams how we did it. They were very they were very impressed by that. If we didn't have that access at that time, I'm not sure we ever we would ever have solved that case. Detta är er hundratusenvis av datapunkter i ett register. Det är er ett gigantisk material att polisen nu ivelös på. It was huge how many and that was actually a key to see there are some telephones that went on the same masts one of these days where the preparation things so in that way you can narrow out of thousands and thousands of telephones you can there are these uh, 15 14 or 15 phones they are the, they have been close every time something has happened out there preparation Politia leter efter mönstret Kasttelefoner har blivit slått av och på omtrent samtidigt. Kasttelefoner har varit på samma plats, till samma tid, gentagna gånger. I boken Mafiakrig beskriver sydsvenskan journalisterna Tobias Barkman och Joakim Palmqvist dansk politis efterforskning. De beskriver att ranarna har bokat en rekke telefoner för att skapa förvirring. Men polisetterforskarna klarar lika väl att finna ett mönster. De delade telefonerna in i olika kategorier. Ranarna hade fortelefoner som blev brukt under förberedelserna till rane. Därefter ranstelefoner som blev brukt under själva rane. Därefter etta telefoner som blev brukt under römming och upprydning. En fjärde kategori telefoner blev brukt till att hämta bilarna i containerna på källan. De ser att en telefon står centralt. Telefonerna blir tilldelt nummer av politiet, DHV1 till DHV15. När telefonen som är er tilldelt navnet DHV10 aktiveras, resulterar det ofta i att de andra telefonerna ogör det. Politiet står fast att DHV10 är ledartelefon. Det var ett spörsmål om tid för de nå finner ägarna av telefonerna. But it was most and foremost the analysis of all the thousands of the telephones that had been on those masts. I think overall the police was um, 
humiliated in the beginning, but they sort of got revenge by actually finishing this case in a very professional manner. Lina Holm har skrivit bok och kuppe, The Copenhagen Job på engelsk. Boka hennes en svart grundig genomgång av Rani Brönby 2008. I tried to reconstruct the whole uh, robbery, how they planned it and how they did it and how they got away some of them. Boka är tillgänglig på engelsk för att läsa på nät, visst du är intresserad. Googla bara The Copenhagen Job. For me, uh, it was just a spectacular crime story. And it had some elements of comedy almost, you know, the way that they used this um, big bulldozer to get into this money depot. It kind of reminded me a little bit of the Danish films we have, Olsen Benton, which is about these um, funny characters who commit one crime after the other and they always end up in jail and they do it, you know, using all kinds of silly props. De fiktive forbryterne beveger sig god över gränsen i Skandinavia. Så Olsenbanden tränger ingen närmare introduktion. Det här är ett gammaldagsran, ett filmran. It's fascinating that 20 people can work together to commit this almost perfect crime. They had to figure out when do people work there, uh, what kind of security do they have, how can we get in? How is the building constructed? What is the blueprint of the building? Rane krävde ett extremt stort och nöje förarbete. De måste finna ett ställe där det stod 11 söppelbilar som kunde ställas samtidigt. Så måste de finna 11 chaufförer som vet hur de ska köra lastbil och som kan bryta sig in på en sån parkeringsplats. Det är många delar som måste klaffa för att det ska fungera. Ja, da, du kan kanske finna en och du kan kanske stjäla den, men hur kör du egentligen julastar? Är det girspark? Hur löfter du skuffor? Hur startar du motoren? Hur slår du av lyser och visst det pösregnar? Hur startar du vindusviskaren? Det är exempel från Stockholm hur ranare har stjålat en julastar för ett ran. Bara för att få chansen till att övelseköra en gång för tio år inne. Vid minst en anledning bröt svenska ranare sig in på en byggeplats om natten och lånte slash stjal en julastar för att köra någon övelsesrunda. So that actually took immense planning, immense uh, audacity and I sort of got fascinated with the fact that if these men had chosen to be uh, businessmen in a legal way they could have been quite successful. Bara det att bygga organisationen runt ett så stort ram kräver en slags insikt i ledelse och management. Selina Holm. Kim i organisationen vet ka. Hur han ser hierarki ut. Är det flatt eller är det mellanledarar? Hur får du folk att vara lojala och verkligen bli värande? Och visst det både svenska och danska på lag är det ju en underström av konkurrens mellan dig. Kan kulturförskällande komma i vägen för ett kupp? Men jag kom fram till jul 2008. Dortmörk är alena hima. Tajeb är fortsatt vecka. Uklart kor. Pengarna ligger nedgravda där ute i hagen. Det är Dortmörk Mozart som för jul i år. Han är stobberman. And then of course I don't have like family and stuff. Dorte driter egentligen i pengarna. Det är Tayebs grejer som han får ordna. Hon har varit genom möte med Tayeb genom år. Men detta 
er på grenser for hva hun takler. Nå sitter hun der for seg selv og plutselig hører hun fra Tayyab. Så han ville ikke ha have Christmas alone. Så of course he came back the 24th December, you know. He knew that, you know, people, uh, Danish people, they like celebrate Christmas and I should not be alone, you know. Politiet har funnet småbruket på kjelleren, hvor ranene har vært etter ranet. Det er sporet til Tayeb der. Politiet spaner på han. And I'm stupid enough because I'm not, I don't have that fucking criminal mind, so when somebody say, tell me that, also my autism maybe make me believe people you know when people say something i believe it's true basically i'm falling for every fucking lie everybody's telling me i have was in trouble so many times because i thought what people told me was true you know is that why you love animals because they don't lie they don't lie yeah it is what it is they never bring you trouble they never i mean go behind your back uh, they're just honest you know and they don't care how i am you know they don't care you know if i'm a little weird or something you know as a person with a very deep voice i'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns but a deep voice doesn't sell b2b and advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell b2b either that's why if you're a b2b marketer you should use linkedin ads linkedin has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs, also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Tayeb skal komme til første juledag. Men sånn blir det ikke. Når han kommer tilbake til Danmark, arresterer politiet på en togstasjon. So he came back for me for Christmas and they arrested him. Politiet har tunge bevis mot Tayeb. De kan knytte han til stedet gjennom telefonregistret. Og muligens DNA fra småbruket på kjelleren. De har også funnet det litt kamera som blev brukt til å filme rommet. De har lykkes i å ta ut filene på det. Og kan høre Tayeb sin stemme kviskra oppe på taket på Kornmarksvei 8. Det ser ut til å bli vanskelig for Tayeb å slippe unna denne gangen. Og like etter Tayeb ble tatt, banker politiet på Himansh og Dorte. No, they knocked on nicely, and then seven cops or something just banged inside, and, you know, took me, they threw my dog in the car, you know. And they started searching my house, and I was like, what are you looking for, you know. <laughs> and they said, the first thing they said, they said, I drove money to France. I said, okay, did I, you know. And they said, yes, I said, okay. Maybe they knew something I didn't know. Dorte ble tatt ned til stasjonen. Hvor ble avhørt? Hun kan bare tenke på en ting, sier hun. Mozart. Hva vil se med Mozart? En av stobbermannen. Uh, there was the only thing I wanted, it was just my dog. Really, the only thing I cared about was my dog. 
Politiet säger till dotter att de vet det låg pengar i bilen som dotter körde till Frankrike. Men de bluffar. De kan inte bevisa det. De berättar dotter att hvis du testar kan du komma hem till Mozart. Och dotter tror på det. And this told me the more you confess, no, the faster you confess and the more you say, the faster you will get out. So I just like I told them even if they told me I killed Olaf Palme, you know, I would have said yes. Det här angre dotter bittert på idag. Att du inte bara låt vara och säga något. If I said nothing, they would have helped to let me go. Because there was no proof I did did anything because I didn't fucking do anything. The only thing I did was keeping the money. Not keeping them, but I knew they were there. Politiet vill veta allt om förhållet mellan Taye och dotter. Koran var den 10 august 2008 och dagarna för. Kod de möttes. Kar som skedde i Frankrike på hotellet med delfinskilte. Om Tayeb hade andra ransplaner. Questioned me for hours and hours and hours and I kept on going with whatever they said I did, you know. Until I just I had to sign the paper, you know, and it was just he read it for me and it was just like bullshit on bullshit on bullshit. You know, and it was so confusing because I knew the money was in my garden, but they said to me I drove them to France, and I was—I I don't know—I was stupid enough to believe they were right, you know. So I just guessed my way through that interrogation, and then they looked very happy and satisfied, and then it was like, okay, I'm going home then, yeah. But it was not like this, so I realized I was so fucking stupid. I saw apparently too many American movies because I tried to ingotionate with them, you know, and. Um, and I was like, okay, I just want to go home, you know. Dotter fortalar att hur en person som kedde sig lätt och avhör inne på politihuset var och räcke. De snackar om telefoner, kontantkort, olika turer som Tayeb har gjort som utan något anelse om. Hur kanske förstår hur för de inte spör henne om det viktigaste av allt. Det enaste du faktiskt vet helt säkert. Foran sig har hun en falsk testålse, der hun sier at hun kjørte Tayebs ranspenger ut av landet. Men det stemmer jo ikke. Dorte får til slutt nok i politiavhøret. Hun krøller sammen testålsen til en papirball. Like rolled it and I threw it at them and I said When are you gonna ask me the fucking question about the money? They were just quiet. Det blir helt stille i avhörsrummet. Because they thought they I had drove them to France but I didn't they were in my garden, you know. So they said nothing and they were just looking at each other and they became like all white in their faces. Det här är mer information än polisen någon gång hade hoppat på och få tillbaka en del av bytte. Men Dorte vill förhandla. Hur säger du kan fortälla kor pengen är? Hur så får en ting från politiet? Vis hur får som Mozart igen? And I was like, okay, I just want to go home, you know. So I give you the money, I go home, and they were like, nah. Well, you give me the money, and then I can we can drive you home twice a week while you are in prison to see your dog. I was like, okay. So I they went back to my house. And I showed them the money. Was it because of the dog? 
definitely only because of the dog. Vi har en deal där inne, politi och dotter. Vis dotter berättar hur Taya bara gömt pengarna, vill politimannen i avsomen personligt sörja för att dotter får som motsatt två gånger i veckan. Han ska köra dotter till motsatt sen. I mig hagen är dotter mer fokuserad på motsatt än politiet. Hur pekar på stället att Taya begravde pengarna mens hur klappar motsatt? Betjentarna gravar upp äskor med pengarna som o innehåller en pistol. They found a gun also which I didn't know about thank fucking god because they would have accused me to keep a gun also. Dotter bryr sig inte om pengarna. Hur bryr sig om motsatt? So and I only think thought about how this would affect my dog that I was not there with him, you know? Because he had only me. Politiet finner 3 449 000 danske kronor i dottersen hage. Det är knappt 5 procent av hela bytte. Når dotter inrömmer att pengarna är där, mangler 3,5 miljoner kronor. Uinrömmer Oa har hjulpet Taya med att gömma pengarna. En förbrytelse som kan ge flera års fängsel. Hur offrar allt detta, pengarna och friheten sin, för Mozart? You could have sacrificed the dog. Never. No, for nothing in the world. He was a very expensive dog. Very expensive. En femtende person, en fyr från Malmö, blev osiktad för att ha kört en av söppelbilarna. Men han blev skjutt och döpt på öppen gata i Malmö för rättsaken kom igång. Dotter er osikta for grovt underslag og svensk pengeheleri. Si de antar at hun har hjulpet Hayab med å gjemme pengene. Hun er otiltalt for å ha brukt 17 000 av hans pengene, når hun avviser på det sterkeste. Normalt the police and the prosecutor has to prove each individual parts. What did you do? What did... That is normal. This is the first time that we managed with the, the, the prosecutor to establish what we call the evidence of a chain, it. In a popular way, I can say, we could say these 15 people are involved with that robbery. We couldn't say which one was in with a machine gun, which person drove a, a garbage, but due to the uh, analysis of the phones and a lot of other things said these 15 people they did the robbery this must be enough for the police we know these 15 did it rättsaken mot grupper har pågått i ett drygt halvår och för dotter betyder det att hur måste fram och vittna mot Tayeb it was like the worst feeling i've ever had in my life you know i knew i was going to go and witness against him and i had like six months prior to that i start getting um, ulcer, you know, when your stomach starts to bleed inside. Yeah, I couldn't eat. I puked blood. I shit blood. I had never felt that bad before in my life. När dotter kom in i rättsalen kan du se de 14 siktaranerna sitta där. Och Tayeb. Dotter är en utsatt situation. När hon går bort för att sätta sig ned, räcker en av ranarna försiktigt upp honom. Han prövar göra det så bara dotter får det med sig. Sakte 
får man honom som en pistol och rätter den mot Dorte. Dorte fick det med sig men en vakt in i rättsalen såg det. Något som fick konsekvenser. It is cruel that you have to sit in front of somebody you love and it's like pointing at him and say he's the guilty one, you know? And I don't like this. This is very bad and it's breaking people down, you know. You have to sit point at somebody you love and saying bad things about them. Tabby didn't give a shit, you know, because he was fucked anyway, you know. And uh, whatever I said, again, he was fucked anyway. Till slut landar retten på att det faktiskt är möjligt att döma grupper utan att sen jakt i Kim som gjorde ka. Of course the defense lawyers, they were angry said this is not you that that shouldn't be possible you have the police have to establish each individual's uh, actions and guilt not just say these did it together so we used the word ifoening united they 14 ranarna dömdes till mellan 20 och 10 års fängelse för det de samman och i samråd har alla dansk värdehanteringslokaler i Brönby för 62 miljoner danska kronor det har mindre betydning vad personerna gjorde under rane. Om de höll ett automatvapen och packade pengar i lokalen eller om de bara körde en söppelbil. Somebody perhaps got seven years in prison from drive, for driving a truck from one place to another and put fire on it. Because we didn't know who, we couldn't recognize the, the, the robbers. So we got them all convicted. This was the very controversial... Dorte blev dömd till tre års fängsel för grovt ran. Hur ankade domen och fick den förkorta? Tillsammans satt du fängsla i elva månader. Två gånger i veckor genom hela fängselstiden kom politimannen från avhöre och hämtarna. Samen körde de till Mozart, akkurat som som han hade lovat. Fängselstiden var vansklig för Dorte. Hon måste ta emot trakassering och trusslor från andra insatte, för de dig trodde hur hade tystat det politiet. Idag har Dorte skiftat namn och flyttat från Hagen där pengarna var. Mozart döde för några år sedan. Dorte har fått två nya hundar och snart kommer en treje. Hon har ingen kontakt med Tajeb idag men hur säger att du savnar I miss him, you know. I miss him seriously. I'm, I'm thinking about him every day. I totally miss him. I don't miss, of course, I don't miss that part, but it's not just that part. It was so many other things, you know. So I miss everything else except that thing. Förra gången de pratade var i en kort videosamtale. I called him a few years, few years ago because I was wondering. I heard nothing and I knew he was released. So I tried to call all kind of Algerian numbers. And uh, finally I reached the number. And uh, they say he will call you tomorrow. Okay, fine. So he called me with video, and he was like, he's very metrosexual. Yeah, it's like he's like take care of himself. He look good. He perfume and clean, and I'm more like I'm dirty and <laughs> full of dog hair and stuff. He's always clean, and he pluck his beard, so it's like a straight line, and his brows and everything. Anyway. So he, I spoke with him like five minutes on the video chat. That's the only time I've seen him for the last, I think, eight years or something. And he said, do I look like myself? How do you think I'm looking? And I was like, yeah, you look fine. Yeah. Did, did I get older? I was like, no, not really. Well, you did. 
<laughs> I say, okay, thank you. This is you. You did this. Torte stappar i klypa tobak i den röda cigarettrullmaskinen sin och trycker ned. Jag tänker på hur han ser på hela sin filmiska historia som ett episk ran. Vad handlar historien om för henne? It's about the the past. I mean, it's about the past I had with Dave, which is of course the reason why um, I love him so much, you know. And, and then it's a story about my love for dogs because that's if those two things were not there, it would never have happened, you know. So, what is the lesson here? What can our listeners learn from your story? Don't talk to the police. Don't talk to them. If they ask you a question, it's because they don't know, so don't tell them. Even if you did nothing, just be quiet. That's so sad, but it's true. Dorte har skrivit en bok som heter Straffe sammen med Britt Nørbak. Pengene som blev funnet i hagen til Dorte er den eneste delen av ransutbytte som er funnet. De resterende 58 millionerne har aldrig dukket opp. Flere av svenskene som blev dømt for ranet har fortsatt med kriminalitet. En av de blev arrestert for en annen forbrytelse i Stockholm og sonet en ny fengselsdom i Sverige. I et brev til oss takker nei til deltakelse i programmet. Ifølge sydsvenskene journalistene Joakim Palmqvist og Tobias Barkman ble det slåsskamp innad i grupper fra Malmö. Det skal vært knyttet til ranet. En av Malmö-ranerne levde med trusler etterpå. En dag, 26. august 2019, da han gikk tur med kjæresten, ble han oppsøkt av to menn som var der for å skyte han. Attentatforsøket på han misslyktes, og i stedet ble kjæresten hans, legen Karolin Hakim, som holdt deres felles spedbarn på armen, drept. Tajev sonet straff for seg, og ble løslatt fra fengsel i 2017. Da ble han utvist fra Danmark. Men han vendte umiddelbart tilbake og begynte å planlegge et nytt og enda større ran. Men Tajep, som var en av de viktigste, er nå i prison igjen i Danmark for en ny attempt, exakt det samme. Denne gangen, neste år, var han på min gamle politistasjon på Vestkosten, det samme plass, og nå var det med brønne busser, mye mer spektakulære. Så han er nå i prison for mange år for å attempte det. Politiet ble det got it before they so they prevented it he's just he can't stop oh my god all the fucking stories man yeah you want to hear something you turned it off du har lyttat en mörk historia Danmarks största ran historien är producerad av Lovlysarides och är översatt till norsk av Rasmus Nilsson Bits och Lars Christian Øverland Producent är David Mer. Slutmix Anne Obel. Exekutiva producenter på Third Air Studio är Joel Silverstenhunt och Martin Jonsson. Informationen i programmet är hämtad från svenska ranare av Anders Adali. Mafia Wars av Tobias Barkman och Joakim Palmqvist. Straffen av Dr. Mörk och Britt Norback. 
och The Copenhagen Job av Lina Holm. <skratt>